Moonstruck with Clark and Alyssa. I'm making a friend over here, I feel like. Yeah, that cat's really digging you right now. Oh. She turned her face toward me. That's a good sign, right? That means she loves you. Oh. That means she wants you to take her home just for like a couple days. Rats. You know what? Actually, that <laughs> might solve my, my field mouse problem in my backyard. Oh, I'm sure. She would I'm have sure. a field day, in she, fact. She would probably run away, though. The fences are yeah, not she would, very tall. She would hunt a couple mice and then run away and get pregnant. And then we'd have kittens. Wouldn't that be fun? Debatable. Debatable. (laughs) If she had a kitten, would you have? Would you take a kitten? No. No. Okay. I. (sighs) I like this cat. This cat has turned me around. Two cats. Yeah, but her kittens would be the same way, right? No, that's that's such a lie. (laughs) Are you like your parents? No. (laughs) No, I'm just. Yes and no. Yes and no. I am a product of my parents, hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with a non-pregnant cat, cat for now, but I, I've entertained the possibility of kittens. So, anyway, Mrs. Wordstruck, great books, great friends. This is my great friend Alyssa. Hi. Hi, and I'm her great friend Clark. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be rude. We're recording. Ha ha ha! All that laugh is. That's terrifying. Well, this episode, we're talking about chapters 11 and 12 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yay. Yay. We're finally at Hogwarts. <laughs> Tired Alyssa is fun, Alyssa. Aww. This is great. That's, we just spent a very long time talking about other things. I maybe spent my energy on that. <laughs> oh, no. We need to do less less, less pre-show talk. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get this ball rolling with chapter 11, All Aboard the Hogwarts Express. Choo-choo, choo-choo. What, what even happens in this chapter? Um, so in this chapter, everybody wakes up at the burrow mm. to drag all their trunks down the stairs and get in the muggled taxi to go to King's Cross Station to go to Hogwarts. Yeah. That's what happens. All right. I love one-sentence summary chapters. It's Yeah, there's not a lot. Um, but one thing that does happen at the very beginning of this is Harry's making his way down, down the stairs of the burrow and making my way downstairs. That's right. Sing it, Vanessa. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, uh, has, has a bit of a fright in the kitchen when he sees Amos Diggory's head and only his head in the fireplace. Yeah. How does that work? How does that work? Clark? <laughs> this is really this is some hand wavy crap we have going on here <laughs> not only can just his head appear but he can also eat toast through a fireplace and take it with him <laughs> and take it with him you'd think it wouldn't need to be toast it could just be a piece of bread and as he <laughs> travels back it becomes toast <laughs> he just likes it extra crispy i guess yeah it's like uh does your mom ever burn popcorn on purpose is that no. just a my mom thing that that is definitely a your mom thing <laughs> yeah she burns it and then she'll mix it with like potato chips and it just it's just a weird salty charcoaly amalgamation of popcorn interesting that i will not touch that's a it's a little it reminds me a little bit of like s'mores like toasted marshmallows because i'm sure corn which is largely yeah sugary that yeah. it's there's a little bit of a caramelizedness a little bit does she intentionally uh, burn it oh uh, yeah yeah she's she like if if she undercooks it to her understanding, she smells the bag and goes, that's not enough, and puts, puts it, it back. in. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like toasting almonds. You stop when you smell it. And in her case, you stop when you smell a little bit of burnt. I wonder when that started. I have no idea. As long as I can remember. I want, Yeah, I wonder what the story is of that, where some someday someone <laughs> burnt popcorn for her and she yeah. thought this is superior to the other kind. Yeah. Or did her parents always burn popcorn or like her first popcorn experience was burnt. And so that is true north in her mind. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Wow. I really did not expect this chapter to go this direction. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, remind me who Diggory is again. He's the head of Oh, I don't the, uh, I don't remember what his job is. Um he's he's the proud father of Cedric Diggory, who they oh, they took the port yeah. key with and he was just like 
I mean, remember that time that my son was better than you at Quidditch? Like, he's entirely better than you at Quidditch? Like, he's amazing. Like, he's forever going to be able to tell the entire world that my, that he beat Harry Potter at Quidditch. He's amazing. I do remember That's this Amos now. Diggory. Gotcha. <laughs> he's probably Voldemort, so that's fine. <laughs> but he just flews in his head, and um, apparently that's normal. And uh, apparently... Uh, <sighs> Okay, that's fine. And and he comes with the urgent message that Mad-Eye Moody's home has been broken into. Ba-ba-ba. And he needs Arthur Weasley to come and uh, deal with the booby-trapped trash cans. Yeah. Because apparently Moody lives in a somewhat muggle neighborhood and those are getting attention and that's not good. And so slight misuse of magic issue there, which is why Arthur's being pulled in. So just to be sure, nobody actually got into Mad-Eye's house, right? He just thought they were outside or something. So he shook up some bins. I think broken into was used. I think that language. But I'm Hmm. not positive. Interesting. I could be wrong. So Mad-Eye Moody has many, many enemies because he put a whole bunch of people in jail or in Azkaban even because he worked for the Ministry of Magic, uh, hunting down dark wizards, as in Auror. Auror. A rural Auror. Ru- rural Auror. <laughs> Imagine you're Scottish. That's what makes it great. <laughs> oh, what a terrible name for a physician. It's just I will never be able to say that correctly. I will just never. Auror. Or- Horror. Did you find the break-in thing? <laughs> says he heard an intruder in his yard. Says he was creeping toward the house, but was ambushed by his dust bins. So no, sounds like his actual house wasn't Yay. broken into. Which would make, you know, I mean, Mad-Eye Moody doesn't really sound like the kind of person who whose home would be broken into. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't leave his home vulnerable yeah one lock is no locks stick the dustbins on him i like it that's a great strategy i feel like if i could do that for everyone who approached my door i would <laughs> just like flapping dustbins yeah just like <laughs> except for like the ups guy whoever delivers my amazon package i wish there was a little robot that would just spit out a single dollar bill every time they dropped a box just here you go Made one <laughs> one hell of a noise and fired rubbish everywhere, as far as I can tell, was what the dustbins did. Hmm. One was on, one of them was still rocketing around when the please men turned up. I feel like when we study other cultures, we we usually know what their police are called. Like I, the amount of ignorance is really just astounding. Uh, the the ignorance is really frustrating. I feel like. It's it's curious because if I'm going to talk about a culture that I don't understand, I'm probably not going to try to halfway do the language. Yeah. I'll either really intentionally learn, no, this is what they're called, or I'll call them muggle aurors. Yeah. Just use the word that you know yeah. in your language. They're aurors. Yeah. They're police officers. They're ours, but not ours. The aurors. They're our ours. So you're struggling with it because it's not first language for you. However, Amos Diggory would probably make it sound so easy. He probably makes it sound like half a syllable. Ours. Yep. And everyone understands it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Amos Diggory. Hmm. So, yeah, that that was interesting that they called them please men. Please men. I feel like they were kind of digging for a digging for a joke there. But that's okay. Yeah, it's a little cutesy. So who is trying to break into Mad-Eye Moody's house. Yeah. He has lots of enemies. Uh, we know of Sirius Black, but we also know that there seems to be an uprising of the Dark Hand. What's the name of uh, the Dark Knights? The, the uh, Which, Voldemort's people. The Death Eaters. The Death Eaters. There you go. The Dark Hand would be a much better name for them. <laughs> the Dark Hand. Yeah, that would actually make some sense. Um the Death Eaters. The, de- the, are the Dark Mark was the thing in the sky. I think that's what you're oh, mixing it with. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I bet it's one of those guys. It's one of them. Yeah. One of them little pranksters up to something. Could it have to send a message. anything to do with Harry's dream, non dream? Hmm. The first chapter? Yeah. I wonder if it was the rat guy. Could be the rat guy, Wormtail. Yeah. That's a good call. Okay. Okay. You can keep feeding me line if you want. Uh,. <laughs> 
it could have something to do with that. I don't remember them mentioning Mad-Eyed Moody. I thought it, they just wanted to kill Harry, but... Yeah, when was the first time? I think this is our first reference of Mad-Eye. Yeah, I in think this so. Book. Um, I've heard of him in pop culture, so I think, I mean, he's a pretty important character. I know that, which means he'll either die or last longer than a semester. We'll see. We'll see. Probably <laughs> die. Probably die. Couldn't be both. <laughs> Yeah, he made it all semester with no failures and then he dies. I mean oh. look at James look at James and Lily Potter. That's true. <laughs> they made it a not even a page before dying. Oh boy, what a letdown. Huh. Well, a little too early to tell who broke in. There's so many suspects, it's kinda hard to narrow it. Yeah, it could be Wormtail, it could be uh one of the Death Eaters. Um I don't know what they're trying to get to, if it's information, if it's just to make a statement. Uh, Is it possible it was just a muggle? <laughs> like, yeah. someone thinking that house seems maybe a little rundown. I imagine Matt, I would live in a rundown place. After we've probably, seen him, yeah. it probably looks vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, he probably has weird stuff hanging up and stuff. Either and, that or a lot of no trespassing signs and a scary dog. <laughs> That you swear has two heads, but you can't really fathom that, so you only see one head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we find out about that through the exposition degree, which is fine. I f- that felt natural. Yeah, I don't. It um, didn't feel overwrought. It felt like I'm giving you is like I'm giving you the information, and then we got like really to the point that he was talking about Mad Eye. Yeah. And we didn't get an explanation until the twins started like nerding out about who Mad Eye was, which is like that is how these conversations go. Yep. Top notch. Great job. You you reveal little pieces. Would be interested in Mad Eye Moody. Oh, yeah. He's right (laughs) up their alley. He's a weird guy. Um, They say he's kind of like Dumbledore, but weirder. But Dumbledore's pretty weird too. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) He's a strange guy. If that's your spectrum, (laughs) like. Mm-hmm. And then this whole time, um, the Weasleys are just kind of weird in this chapter because, like, Mrs. Weasley, she has to handle sending everybody off by herself, which goes so much better. Like, it's it's we finally have this down. It's not like it, there's not a recurring joke of getting to Hogwarts every time, which is nice. Um, everybody just kind of shows up. Although there was a little bit of uh, issue with. I mean, it was it was brief. It didn't. It wasn't prolonged. It wasn't awkward. It, mm-hmm. But there was just a little note where Harry was like, "Yeah, like that went well." Yeah. It was that was not normal. <laughs> like these these Muggle taxi drivers like oh, are not yeah. used to like you call a cab. You're not. You don't expecting bring an owl and to, a cat in. Yeah, wrangle pets in cages most of the time yeah and lots of very heavy trunks like i bet the trunks weren't that strange because boarding schools are a thing but yeah but it used some harsh language it said like everybody was like severely scratched by the end of it i'm like that's when you say those words if you take that at face value everybody should go to the nurse like right now crookshanks is really unpleasant i don't know if you remember put a (laughs) sleep spell on it like i i have this thing man like if animals if you just constantly feel in fear and they're dangerous and unwieldy, like, nope, 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 no more animal. Yeah. So, do you think Hermione would be that kind of person, though? No. She's no. the, the, the Especially health, not. house elf rights activists, as, activist that is yeah. budding. I'm excited to talk about that in the next chapter <laughs> it, because it's just, it's, it's perfect. Um, so, yeah, the Weasleys are a little, a, a little contrived i think as we get to the uh the platform though because suddenly because percy's not there and like apparently mrs weasley can't keep it in anymore she's just like oh i'm just i'm (laughs) i'm just like i'm glad some things changed and i'm just i'm so glad you're gonna know the thing but i'm also so nervous because i'm a concerned mother but i'm not gonna tell you the thing because why that's no fun and it's like we've gotten so far with (sighs) other people being kind of annoying about knowing things and it didn't really bother me that much because it made sense for all those people to withhold it and then for all three of these people for bill and charlie and mrs weasley to be like okay actually 
breaking news we all know the thing too and we're really excited okay thanks bye so literally everybody knows except the people that are actually affected by it right yeah real smart that's that's this is not an information culture yeah nope (laughs) nope real toxic people uh and the thing that it was the the triwizard tournament which we'll find out Next um, chapter. Next chapter. And there's another bomb that's going to drop about it, too, because, you know, Bill and Charlie, or was it Bill or Charlie? I think it was Bill, lingered especially long about, like, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Glad I get to wink, be wink. there nudge. for stuff. Love ya. <sighs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I wonder. I wonder <laughs> if they're going to be involved with a Triwizard Tournament. So what do you, what do you think it's going to be, then? Well, one of they're probably going to be one of the like impartial judges. That makes the most sense. Like, and everyone's going to be like, what? How is he an impartial judge when like he has Dude's a Gryffindor who went to Hogwarts? Like, come on, man. Yeah. And they are, I mean, especially I, I forget who does what job, but like they did well after school and none of their siblings qualify except for Percy. No, Percy's done. Percy's not a student. Yeah. So it's like, they have no eligible siblings. So like, kind of makes sense for them to be an impartial judge um so that was my immediate thought as soon as they un like referred to the idea of an impartial judge that's what crossed my mind but i also think that uh bill or charlie the dragon one could be the uh magical creatures teacher but the thing is they already took that class so unless they're taking that class again we won't actually get to see him as a professor so I don't know why they'd put him in that role if we don't actually get to see it play out. But Maybe Hagrid has a different job because Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, that would make sense. And like Hagrid's, after having like his spirit broken and stuff last time around, I don't know how much he wants to do. I mean, oh, he, af- after Buckbeak? Yeah, and all that. Like, I don't know how much he's just really but <laughs> wanting does, to go back to does that. Does he really remember all of that? In his mind, Buckbeak got away. The end. Yeah, but he was, like, so downtrodden for, like, most of the semester, and he was just teaching them the crappy worm stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see. That was my initial thought, though. Yeah. He's pretty resilient. I wouldn't worry too much about Hagrid. Good old Hagrid. (laughs) Shoot. Uh, And so, from there, they get on the train. Yeah, and, you know, they do the, like, we're going to stake out our own compartment and like talk for a while and then Seamus and Dean come in and Neville mm-hmm. and everybody nerds out about Quidditch and Hermione's like I'm gonna sit back in the corner and teach myself Read spells my because yeah. I do not care two licks about Quidditch yep and then Malfoy comes in and is an obnoxious exposition bot what a terrible character what a terrible character uh, and then we get to hear him talking in the other compartment all about the other schools and how not only is he influential at Hogwarts, and Malfoy's a big deal at Hogwarts, but he's a big deal at that other school, too, because, of course, he is. Drumstring. I'm starting to get a little annoyed with this is the book that we're, our awareness of the world is growing, mm-hmm. but it's only growing to these two schools. Yeah. Like, we've only heard about two schools, and they're pretty geographically close it sounds like you're talking drumstang and then the bow bottoms which is what i used to call it when (laughs) i was a kid bow bottoms yeah that's real american Um, and i took french so like wow no it's not yeah no i should have known better (laughs) hmm Dormstrang. Lacroix. Is what Harry Potter Wiki says. Dormstrang. Dormstrang. Okay. Well, yeah. Apparently Malfoy's a big deal there, too, because his dad knows someone there, too. And it's mm. like, man, if you love it so much, you should go there, buddy. The name, according mm-hmm. to Harry Potter Wiki, is seems to be a spoonerism, which is a word I like, yeah. of Sturm and Drang, a <laughs> borrowed German expression meaning turmoil. Ferment, driving yeah. from the name of a highly emotionally driven German artistic movement of the late 1700s. That's what you want to name your school after. Turmoil. <laughs> I mean. Real charming. I, I, of course, it, Hogwarts isn't exactly uh, cute either. It's That's also actually, oh yeah, interesting. Because if it's 
so is a spoonerism where you like swap a swap a letter on another uh you can it's pretty much like you combine two words cleverly by swapping stuff around yeah so that's what hogwarts is yeah warthogs oh guess i didn't think about that but yeah i didn't i I think it took this book for me to piece that together actually i did not put that together at all um Hmm. so it's named after warthogs Hmm. When whereas, I was a young warthog. Whereas this is that. turmoil and ferment. <laughs> mm, fermentation, sauerkraut. So based on how that school sounds like they pursue education, I think Malfoy would have gotten along real well there. Yeah. Yep. But I don't think he would have been the king that he imagines himself as. I don't think he's got the, the spine to no. rule the school the way he pictures. He'd probably be the same as he is in Hogwarts, where it's like, eh, we should probably not mess with him because it's just annoying. Like, it's not out of respect. It's out of like, eh, it's a lot of hassle. Poor Gotta Malfoy. deal with his dad. Yeah, that's not... Res- everybody's foil that's all he is he, he's not a villain and he's, he's not a protagonist his entire family is the least interesting part of this entire book and i say that in all seriousness i could not care less if this entire bloodline was wiped off the planet <laughs> this book would be better for it anyway um so he found that out and that's uh nice i don't know why they keep a school around that like <laughs> raises like chaotic neutral students but well, mm. I mean, who manages that? This isn't exactly a well-regulated society. It's like overly regulated, but Wizards. they have an entire department that's just unspeakable. Wizards suck, man. There's and like and so then there's much. a whole bunch of foreign relations, and we don't know what country this thing's in either. Yeah. Well, so. because all the schools are hidden, which is crazy talk. Like, how does... What kind of magic would go into hiding something on a map? Like, that's that's some high incredibly level magic. complex yeah like i'm i'm actually really impressed by that <laughs> that's pretty cool um yeah there's that and and so this is a thing that i totally thought that i read in the first book but oh, maybe i didn't that, i that have no knowledge hogwarts is hidden and that any muggle who stumbles on it sees like a bunch of condemned signs and like doesn't want to go in. Like there's it repels muggles. Do you remember reading that? You know what ever? that does sound kind of familiar now that you mention it. That that idea was put in our head too with the whole uh, Quidditch World Cup thing mm-hmm. because that's the exact same technology there. And like technology. <laughs> what uh-huh. what kind of magic repels non magic people? That's a good and question. And doesn't repel. I don't Wizards. Know. I mean, and and uh, certainly other like what what if you're in between? Like I'm sure magic is a spectrum. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say. So and I can't say many of the words in between because they haven't yet developed a language that's not <laughs> exactly. offensive. They should really work on getting a neutral word for. So things. like, at what point? Like, are there are there Muggles? that are closer on the magic spectrum that mm-hmm. that could maybe see Hogwarts and could make their way there. Um, probably. The, you should write a book series based on that. <laughs> Little Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but with uh, Hogwarts. Wouldn't that be fun? It's all, Wouldn't that be fun? All the fan fiction. It You're ends, welcome. It ends in like five pages because they just catch the person and put a memory and curse on them so oh no i've read that that was just fantastic beasts <laughs> that's very true not wrong is there a second one coming out soon yes i Are we go into that can i can we go to that yeah cool let's, let's do go it. to that that'd be fun i i think i saw the preview i think it's in paris is that right oh well Ooh, i need I, I need to rewatch it but I it's got you pay for your plane ticket but i'll buy your movie ticket oh well, thanks yeah we're um, going to paris it's uh Jude Law mm. as Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. At young Youngledore. Youngledore. And And then they replaced Johnny Depp, right? No, Damn they did it. not. Ding it, ding it, ding it, ding it. I, ding I it. think it's it's interesting that people thought that they could make that happen. I just really wish they had never made that oh, that choice. But whatever. I mean, we can wish that all we want, but un- until the man, you know, makes an egregious mistake like kevin spacey i don't think anything's gonna happen <laughs> hmm hmm i nothing safe for me to say politics here. i'm sorry <laughs> anyway clark tell me about your favorite quotes <laughs> my favorite quote is on p- 
page 162. Let me flip to it so I can read it to you. My favorite quote is on page 162. You don't say. I'm flipping there now, I promise you. All right, so <clears throat> we are right in the midst of everyone getting ready to go, and Percy's like, you know, I just can't go. I just can't go. Work is so busy. I need to turn in the cauldrons. The cauldrons. Uh, woe is me. Woe is me. So this is Percy talking. He says, I just can't justify taking more time off at the moment. Mr. Crouch is really starting to rely on me. And George says, yeah, you know what, Percy? Said George seriously. I reckon he'll know your name soon. Oh. Sick burn, brah. Oh, and that poor Percy probably didn't even pick up the burn and oh, maybe no heard way. like, "You're right." Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, he. In he fact, is gonna know my name. In fact, he did use my name the other day. Come to think of it, yeah. I, I thought mean, that it, was. Uh... It was to someone else who he thought was Percy. <laughs> And really, he said he said mercy, but I was around. So, anyway, what was your favorite quote, Alyssa? Uh, mine's on the next page, one sixty-three. So close. Um, and it's it's another one of those scene setters. Oh, we're entering a new magical place. Ba-ba-ba. Um, apparently, the theme for my favorite quotes in this book is a a, a steamy or foggy or slightly obscured, smoky setting. <laughs> Well, at least we're not reading Fifty Shades of Grey, or you'd have a hard time choosing. Ooh, would I, though? Um. <laughs> uh-huh. So. <laughs> so this is page 163. The Hogwarts Express, a gleaming scarlet steam engine, was already there, clouds of steam billowing from it, through which the many Hogwarts students and parents on the platform appeared like dark ghosts. Mm. Pigwidgeon became noisier than ever in response to the hooting of many owls through the <laughs> through the mist. Yay! <laughs> tack on at the end. I mostly liked the dark ghosts thing, but I yeah, did like nice. the pigs scarlet. like the sound of my people. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, got to let a goat outside yesterday, and my boss instructed like let let her out first thing in the morning. And all the other goats will be hungry and they'll be crying for food. And the one that you let out will hear them crying for food. And she'll be like, that's where they are. And she'll run to them. And sure enough, like I, it was the easiest goat release I've ever dealt with. So, yep, yep. She heard this the siren song of her fellow goats, which is really annoying. But that's okay. I, I do love the fact that you have now released goats enough times that you have an easiest mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I have many anecdotes. <laughs> yes, worth it for that look. So chapter 12, <laughs> the Tri-Wizard Tournament. What what happened? What even happened in chapter 12, Alyssa, <laughs> of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Uh, so the students arrive at Hogwarts amid a massive torrential rainstorm. Yeah. And uh, Harry, uh, when they all get into the castle, they arrive in the Great Hall and Harry watches his first sorting ceremony since first year hmm. because he keeps, you know, making other choices in his life. He keeps whomping it up. <laughs> and uh, Dumbledore introduces a new teacher, Mad-Eye Moody, and the Triwizard Tournament is announced. Yay. Yeah, a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Um, so much rain. Do you think uh, they can? Do you think there's a spell where they can create like an umbrella? Have we seen that? Um, I think we haven't seen it in the text, but I think we did see it in Fan- Fantastic Beasts. Yes, that's where it was. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I saw it on the screen. Um, can I, they use magic yet? They're on the grounds, right? Uh, uh, yeah, the student. I mean, Hermione was trying to teach herself a spell on the on the Hogwarts Express. Oh, so yeah, and. Ron slammed a door so hard he broke the glass. P.S. And Hermione used a spell to fix it. Oh, yeah. In the uh, the train compartment. Yeah. That was after Malfoy, right? Yeah. Ron is a dangerous He's man. got some rage issues. I mean, really, kid? Slamming a door hard enough to break it. Uh, oof. Oof. On a magic train. On like, a- if, <laughs> if it were an old train. And, like, yeah, that glass probably had it coming. Like, yeah. it was really stinking old. Yeah. No, that's that's... That's a train that is built to shepherd 
magical children to school and he broke a window on it like good job that thing should be made out of steel <laughs> and hermione knew a glass repair spell that's convenient uh anyway that was that's so last chapter that's so chapter 11 that's true we're past I, that i kind of forgot about that yeah but that was a um weird moment. but yeah the the students can do magic now um and i i was just thinking about that just so much rain and like how miserable would that be but also like how unfortunate if you're first year and yeah. you're on a boat crossing the lake like i was thinking that same thing and it's like I, part of why they do the whole boat thing is because it's like the slow unveiling and there's the vista but if that's not if you there's there's no view of hogwarts that will come in like send them more driverless carriages man i know it's not traditional but like why make them suffer just so they can not even see the view that so, you're trying to show them so here's my my thought okay perhaps like yeah the view's the goal on a clear night mm -hmm. but maybe when it's not there's there's some magic exhibited of like maybe all of the uh the boats are like have those like magic umbrellas over mm, them or something mm -hmm. like you're exhibiting some magic as you're on this boat and you're all alone and you're like i think it's a little bit bonding yeah i think it's like yeah there's this incredible view but i have you in a boat with three other people who are first years and you don't know you don't know what house anybody's in like it's the yeah. final melting pot before the, the sorting ceremony it's the bus into boot camp yeah yeah and and you know, if you're an awkward kid on the Hogwarts Express, you might not have talked to anyone and you might not know who was okay to talk to. And so, I mean, if you if you get everybody together on the same plane, like, there, I mean, there's value to it, I think. Yeah. And I mean, even if you fall in, at least now you have something to talk about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That Especially kid if there's a giant squid. So excited. Yeah, he was so excited. So excited. Dennis. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also see the return of Colin. But let's not talk about that yet. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not really that interested in Colin, but Colin Creevy has a brother, mm -hmm. and he's sorted into Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, y you, you, the king of, well, this thing happened because the author needed to do X. Mm -hmm. Does Colin Creevy have a brother so we can explain something like Quidditch to someone in a really obnoxious way again? Oh, Lord, I hope not. Is that because I'm, I'm scared that's what the function of Dennis uh, Creevy is, I'm, is we need another excitable first year to explain things to. I'd rather he just be Voldemort. I really do. <laughs> yes. That'd be great. First year Voldemort. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on little Dennis Creevy. My little Voldy. Yeah. Uh, Rescued by a giant squid. <laughs> <laughs> Giant squid. I had no idea, man. If, if I'd known, I'd let him drown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. As if we need more annoying people. Well, I just. I mean, Colin should know by now. He doesn't need things explained to him. Yeah. And so we've already got the Quidditch explanation out the door, and there's no Quidditch this year, so we don't <sighs> need that. But I'm just. I'm. I'm concerned that perhaps Dennis Creevy's purpose is to be an excitable first year who needs something explained to him. Okay, so question about the Quidditch thing. Um, I thought that maybe when they said, like, we're not doing the house tournament thing this year, I thought maybe they're just talking about, like, the 50 points to Gryffindor. But it's... That might also be included, but... Quidditch is a big part of that. Like but Quidditch, Quidditch racks out? up points. Yeah, but it's it can also be its own thing separate from the point system. I guess I didn't realize that Quidditch had been canceled. I think Harry has a little mini meltdown about not having Quidditch. I think that happens. Let me find yeah, it. Yeah, because everyone's mouth is agape. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and like the uh, and he even like mouths like what? So so Dumbledore announces to everyone that. It is my painful duty to inform you that the Interhouse Quidditch Cup will not take place this oh, year. Oh, yeah, there it is. So there might there might still be a pickup which, game. Which house is better overall? Because mm. academics will still be happening. That's a really and exciting you, and you premise. Need some kind of behavioral rewards. Mm. I don't. I'm not convinced <laughs> they work, but yeah, it's it's part of the structure, and I'm sure like every house wants. No one wants to let Gryffindor just have the last 
time. Yeah. And just especially having be one, like, like three we're times the best row. for a year. Like, what if they're terrible this year? And then everybody's like, no, you are not the most recent winner of the House Cup. You were terrible this year. <laughs> like, Maybe they will be terrible. They were talking. They were like, hopefully we're not terrible this year. <laughs> and I'm yep, like, yep, yeah, yep. you guys are going to suck. So, hmm. yeah, there's no Quidditch this year. Weird. Um, Which I'm sure broke your heart. It certainly broke mine. You know, <laughs> the fact that I only get like a couple chapters of Quidditch in this book is... I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter. I'm very upset. Strongly worded letter. Strongly worded letter. Joanne. Why? Dear Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not heartbroken. Uh, Colin Creevy has a brother. Sorry, I want to go back to that. Okay. What purpose can this child serve this, that's not an exposition sponge? I mean, there are many, many ways that this person could be used. But yeah. my instant reaction, because I remember how frustrating Colin was. was yeah. Oh, gosh. Colin why is give terrible. Colin a brother? Yeah. As the writer. Yeah, that's a good question. Um hopefully I won't have to wish death upon the entire bloodline like I already have once. <laughs> Don't make me do that to another bloodline. Twice in one episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some redeemable quality to the Creevies we just haven't seen yet. They um, are Gryffindors, therefore they must be good. They must be good. <laughs> and the Slytherins must be bad. Therefore. Uh, real quick, what's the name of that, uh, that seeker, uh, that seeker that, that Harry's been thinking about? Oh, Cho Chang. Oh, Cho Chang. Yeah. Ravenclaw seeker. Well, how about that? We are seeing Harry Potter blossom. <laughs> yes, we are seeing him blossom. S- seeing, seeing him grow up and yes. notice a girl. Wow. Cho Chang. He, he, uh, he, like the very first time he mentioned her, I'm like, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And he saw her mm-hmm. at the uh, Quidditch World Cup. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Just re- really briefly, like waved at her, and she waved back, and that was it. So. Oh no, she's Voldemort. Oh no. Oh, Does that no. mean you don't ship it? Well, we'll see how Voldemort she is. I mean, Harry's. Everybody's a I little mean, bit Voldemort. <laughs> let's be honest. Ginny was the most Voldemort. <laughs> That's true, and they <laughs> and they end up together. So uh, that's a very good point. Never meet your heroes, man. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I just wanted to. I didn't see anything in the notes about Cho Chang, but that's got a. I got a little wink and nudge there. It's, I, it, it seemed so little to me that I didn't even find it that remarkable. He fell asleep dreaming of her face. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Like, he literally, like, smiled to himself as he pictured her, like, congratulating him because he's got a massive ego. Clark, has has that ever happened to you? Do you fall asleep dreaming of girls' faces? Is that real? I'm not going to answer so, that question. Some of this, like, feels a little bit like a, a 40-year-old woman writing a teen, how a teenage boy uh, might have a crush on someone, and I don't know how realistic it is. Yeah, I don't think she's uh, she's not too far off this time around. Really? That, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, okay. I just, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just overly fond or overly enthusiastic, but yeah, when I when I really dig someone, I I think about them a lot. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you know, I um, sometimes forget that humans are humans and not like <laughs> <laughs> you're complex. And have yeah. thoughts beyond what I understand. <laughs> but I think that's a good instinct to follow that she generally doesn't understand um, this element of, well, of. Yeah, I I wonder a little bit. I mean, I w- I was a little a little boy crazy growing up, and mm-hmm. so like fourteen would not be the age that you would first hear about someone Alyssa had a crush on. Yeah, it happened much earlier. Yeah, and so that that's part of me that's like, mm, like okay, here's maybe someone worth note, but like. Really? No one until fourth year? Yeah. <laughs> I literally hit on my preschool teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not exaggerating. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was five. <laughs> so, yeah. That surprising <laughs> surprising no one, probably. But. So, I mean, yeah, I remember when Harry met Cho last book. 
mm-hmm. he he liked her then too. So so maybe that's unfair to say fourteen is the yeah. It does seem later than usual, but he's had very little experience with with peers that he's attracted to. Very little experience until Hogwarts. So yep. Anyway, good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Man. Talk to me about those Hogwarts house elves, Clark. Those cause... Hogwarts house elves. Uh, Emma, oh, not Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Watson? Watson was such good casting. And how similar she is to Hermione <laughs> is just yes. is just remarkable. Oh. Um, where like... she's brilliant and, and multilingual and just incredibly just intelligent and warm and charming and... Um, well-spoken uh we're starting to see that develop in Hermione I think she is going to really raise hell I really think so I think she's going to either like go on a hunger strike or initiate another form of strike and she's going to be really hard to ignore because she's really hard to ignore (laughs) so uh I'm looking forward to seeing what this little firecracker does um I think as we established I think she's kind of right like oh totally because like the people it's literally the same as slaves where people are convinced oh no they don't even want nice things it's like, like what like no you've conditioned them to like be afraid to ask or be afraid to at like and even if they voice that even if at the end of the day like the magic is so warped that they don't want things yeah they still should get the things yep and uh hogwarts can afford it and you know, it's it's just <laughs> she's right. So I hope she goes about it in an effective way and doesn't just immediately get blown off because of uh, drama, as like young women can be brushed away of like, oh, you're just young and emotional, and you'll you just need to you Silly don't understand. Girl, you don't know enough yet. Exactly, exactly. And it's like no, she's she's just hasn't been indoctrined yet. She understands how to take care of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so she's like her her baseline reaction to things is is that's the frustrating thing to me is anytime it comes up yeah there aren't any people who who kind of give her like take take a pause and think you know what maybe i guess i've never really thought about it yeah like the the only person who has reacted closely to that is Harry who is like, well, why wouldn't he, why, why wouldn't Dobby want to get paid? Why shouldn't he? He yeah, should. It's just sheer like, and yeah, bright eyed optimism or we once again, like we're not close enough in Harry's head to get his response to Hermione's. Like yeah. there, there are lots of things going on that I feel like Harry's almost not, we're, we're like sitting right next to Harry's head, but we're not inside it. Yeah, which is a change from previous books. I feel like we're zooming out and over yeah. a little bit. Yeah, which is, I'm kind of okay with it because I got a little bit tired of, of seeing things through Harry's eyes and how it's all just, oh, like, I like that we get the context around him. But there um, are some, like, there's some real interesting, controversial things that it would be nice to hear Harry grapple with already like the the never-ending barrage of Bertha Jorkins references oh and, yeah yeah and like <laughs> that's really bothers you it, it bothers me so much <laughs> so much oh man and 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 now this it's like yeah he we we know kind of where Harry stands that like yeah if a house elf wants to be paid that why shouldn't he be able to find a job that pays him that sounds totally yeah. reasonable yeah but to I I I would like to hear whether Harry's frustrated about Hermione's growing uh, frustration or thinking like passively, like she's right. I'm not going to do anything to help her, but she's right. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> or thinking a little more actively of, I'm, you know, yeah. And like, if she does a thing, like I'll hop on board. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think we'll see that. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Harry's uh, Harry's not interesting yet in this book. <laughs> He's not. That's okay. Everything else is interesting. The The world is interesting around Harry. Is he really not interesting in this book? Eh, I have a hard time finding characters interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you remember from our last season. <laughs> uh, boy, what else? I feel like 
then things started happening really fast. Yeah, a lot of things happened really quickly. We met Mad Eye Moody. Yep. Um, Mad Eye Moody just as Dumbledore was about to announce the Triwizard Tournament, which apparently is really dangerous, but they're they're trying it anyway because they figured it out. Apparently. Well, okay. So uh, let, let's talk about Mad Eye before we get to the tournament. Cool. Yep. Because he like comes in like through the middle of everything and it's like it feels a little bit like lightning cracks and oh, totally like suddenly he appears and like it's the beauty and the beast it's it's the head coming out of the forest and like crashing the ball yeah and, and like, like the room just gets goes grayscale truly silent yeah and and when he finally sits down after being introduced he like starts eating his food with a knife from his like hip or something and he's really like appreciate. spearing cheese or something yeah he's like, like spearing sausages yeah like, this is the kind of dude who willingly uses fewer things that actually that reminded me a lot of um my grandpa uh he served in the korean war and during boot camp he lost his fork and knife and so he only had a spoon for the entire time that he served oh no and he made it work and he's like he was like the king of like he could eat anything with a spoon because he <laughs> served in the military and ate anything with a spoon that was the only thing that he had and that just like that moment of like why would i use these utensils out here when i have the only utensil i need this knife <laughs> like, wow i would have died in korea so fast i would have lost everything on day one and been like i don't know guess i'm i guess i'm just gonna I mean, oh. if you're gonna have only one utensil, a spoon or a spoon's not a bad one. Yeah, to you have. can do a lot worse than a spoon. Like a fork. <laughs> like, like a fork, yeah. Where you're just like, oh, well, yeah. And like, Very depending on what you're eating, too. I mean, you can eat. Mo- you can sort of saw things. I really want to make a spoon. spoonerism joke, but I can't find it. I just can't find it. Um, Smad Eye Moody, he has one normal eye, and one eye that is just an ever-seeking orb. That just is kind of always looking around, yeah. seeing stuff. What's the deal with that, yo? Um, we've already established you haven't read Animorphs. <laughs> but uh, in Animorphs, there are these creatures called Andalites. And they have two front-facing eyes. And then they have two eyes on stalks that just gauge the room all the time. So they have a 360 view of everything because they are uh, originally uh, prey species. Interesting. Yeah. So I feel like... Um, he was either cursed or something with his eye. I I don't know if it's... Cursed himself, maybe, if he's... Well, and Mr. it could... Curses his dustbins. Well, and it could just be that his eyes are looking for something else. Like, you know, there's infrared, there's ultraviolet, there's all sorts of spectrums that human eye can't see because of our cones. So maybe he just has something special about that other eye and it can see spiritual connections, other worlds, other... Mm-hmm traps or uh cantrips or the like um i could see that where it's just he just has this uh extra perception in this eye and everybody just assumes that it's just kind of this weird blind thing but really he sees it all he he has predator mode so yeah that's fun uh i I like that theory i like it why was he late uh because he was tied up with all the 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 bin stuff filing that aura report that, that pleaseman uh, report aura report <laughs> and it could be the weather maybe he took his own vehicle or something like that and it slowed him down i could see that uh because he didn't i don't think he was late just for dramatic effect i mean it's really hard to tell if he cared i mean that would make a statement but what statement like um this position is cursed but like, yeah, I don't know. This position's so cursed, I can't even get to the dinner on time. Like, strike fear? Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type. I mean, he's he's a little eerie. He is eerie. He's actually, like, kind of cool, though. I dig him. I dig him. I am curious to hear him, like, talk and see. Because, like, it's so easy to fall in love with Lupin. And it's so easy to, like, love his teaching style and how immersive and and fun it was. Um so I'm really curious to see how Moody is. Though, again, okay, they already took that class, right? So does he teach Defense Against the Dark Arts for every year level? Like, 
will there always be a defense against the dark arts class, no matter what grade you're in? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's probably for the first like four or five years, but then I can imagine it just gets even more advanced from there. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems important. I mean, I think there's probably a baseline, like where you're when you're in elementary school and you like every year you have math and English mm-hmm. and reading, and then they might like swap one out when you kind of graduate from that, or like you swap one out. And things get more complex, and so they turn it from math into algebra and calculus and physics and stuff like that. Yeah, so I could see it being a core competency class that sometimes gets switched out. Um, yeah, I imagine it, defense it seems important, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In in this this world driven largely by fear. <laughs> yeah, you think the parents would be pushing for more of that? Um, so I am curious to see how moody is it that he's experienced clearly um but do the best aurors make the best teachers aurors do they make the best orators i don't know yeah orators how do you say that word orator yeah orator do the best aurors make the best orators (laughs) we'll just pretend i got that right the first time so uh we'll see i don't know right now he's still just in that that shroud of mystery so he is uh, Schrodinger's teacher at the moment. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he'll be good? Do you think he'll make it through the book, Alyssa? I'm really excited to see <laughs> what oh. you think. Okay. I, there are there are there are some things with him that I am I'm like having to stop myself from saying because that they just feel so natural Ooh. in my life. And Please be chaotic neutral. I hope he just like lets a, something out in the middle of the classroom and he's like, figure it out, and he walks out. It's like, <laughs> yes, trial by fire. That's how you learn. Uh, so, yeah, so we meet Mad-Eye Moody, and then Dumbledore goes on to be like, try wizard tournament, yo. And then he like That's talks, happening. And talks and talks and, and talks. And he legitimately apologizes for being in a, an exposition bot. Yeah. Which, it's does like, not make it better. No, I was. I mean, it does make it a little better that she can acknowledge <laughs> that that's what's happening. Like, if you if you don't know that the problem's happening. But I feel like the editor is probably like, well, if you're not going to budge, then at least you have to put in this like canary in a coal mine statement of like, at least I know what's happening. So, I don't know, but it's a very important tournament. You only get like three champions. Is that one from each school? Or is that, that's got to be just one from each school, right? I mean, I guess they didn't say. I would assume. I think it is one from each school. Not going to lie. I feel like I'm going to have a hard time. How are they going to pick just one? And how is it going to be interesting to watch just one person? Like, we don't actually know the magical capabilities of any of the sixth or seventh years. Do we? No, I don't think we've seen. We know the t- the the twins. The twins are sixth years. Yeah, and they're and not we've seen of age, some right? of the things that they've created without magic, supposedly, supposedly. over the summer. Eh, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I don't know of an upperclassman that I'd be interested to see in this. Like maybe Oliver Wood, uh, but again, I don't know what they're capable of. We have seen very little magic. Um. Yeah, here's Dumbledore's apology. Um, the Triwizard Tournament. Well, some of you will know will not know what this tournament involves, so I hope those who do know will forgive me for giving a short explanation and allow their attention to wander freely. It's like, nope, <sighs> nope, not okay. Not cool, man. Yeah. Um, and and Dumbledore says that it has been it it had been going on for centuries until it stopped. A century earlier hmm. because the death toll got too high whatever that means i well i did the math of of how many years if they did it every three years like he said it's like 120 some tournaments mm-hmm. which would put 360 some champions i wonder how <laughs> many of those had to die before they were like you know what maybe we should you know not Gotta break for a while omelet, i guess but 
Yeah. I, at, at what cost, Clark? At what, think of the children, especially because- <laughs> Literally like, think of the children. They're going through all this rigmarole of having this impartial judge, and they pick like truly their most exemplary student, and then they just get wiped out by a dragon. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> for, well, and- Ooh, That would throw, I mean, could you imagine if just like one of the twins is just like, boop, like dragon got him. <laughs> oof. Well, and that's okay. So that's the other thing. Uh, they they so changed funny. the rules this time around that it's only people, only students of age. So they have mm-hmm. to be 17. Mm-hmm. But they changed the rules. So, like, were there incredibly gifted first years out there who were just like getting offed by dragons? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kit, was there ever, like, I'm sure there was, whenever there was someone young, and I mean, that this is not a perfect like world where everything is recorded well, but I'm sure there was a little bit of like, oh, you're in third year, you're the youngest champion ever. Yep. Like, I mean, it's kind of like the Hunger Games, <sighs> oh, where it's terrifying. like, yeah, this is very Hunger Games esque. You know who do really well? Hermione. Maybe not on the physical challenges, but she knows her spells. I mean, are all. Uh, like at the end of the day would all challenges be magical challenges and so and i mean she's she's yeah. quite good at transfiguration and charms yeah that's true she's that's not true. defense against the dark arts isn't her strongest but she's pretty good at it yeah i don't know we'll see uh i think all this talk of the the twins and the impartial judge and them trying to get it like we we have to know the champion it has to be someone that we care about. So it's like, well, okay, so it's probably going to be a Weasley or something. I mean, do you think it'll work? I, like, because it's got to be going somewhere, right? Especially if like their brother is one of the judges. Like, it's there's got to be a reason they're following this. Like, I think we're definitely going to feel like there's a chance of it. Um, I don't get how it will work. I don't get how Dumbledore can be like. No, you cannot choose him because he's literally not an option. Well, yeah, and and, and they're like, oh, he knows, and they loudly protested. Yeah, like they they could have like played it cool and been like, Dumbledore's not gonna check, like, yeah, we'll just play it cool. <laughs> yeah, but and, he and even mentioned she's like, don't even bother, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna bother. So, so what's it gonna be like with only one twin? Because they're a unit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. And I mean, I did hear that maybe there's just one kind of by the end of the series. So we'll see how that shakes out. We might actually see some some uh, growing up in like a. I mean, they're growing up. They're ambitious. They're entrepreneurs and all that. But maybe but they we'll did see just some... bet their entire savings on the Quidditch World Cup. So yeah, they've so got some growing to do. Maybe we'll see some personal development happen. That'd be nice, huh? I think so. So, will it work? Mm, that'd make for a good story, wouldn't it? It would. It would. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a decent chance. I don't know. If not them, then who? Like, there have only been so many names mentioned up to this point. And if it's somebody that hasn't been mentioned yet, I'd kind of question that. Where I'm like, why? You really didn't think to remind us of this person? Like, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bad choice if it's... Out of the blue. What if it's Cho Chang? What if? Cho is, Chang. Is she old enough? Chang, Chang, Chang. Um, I wonder, does, is Harry crushing on a much older lady? I, Three years Man after senior? my own heart. <laughs> 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 yeah, buddy. Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, maybe he is. I mean, he, he appreciates her athleticism. So, yeah. What was your favorite quote from chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? This is Wordstruck. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Stop extra hosting. <laughs> like, I can't turn it off. I can tell. Okay. My favorite quote is on page 178. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just sort of an interesting thought to me. Um, it's right after the Sorting Hat song. And Harry turns around and he's like, well, that was not the same one. That he, mm-hmm. that the hat sang with us. Which I'm glad he said that because I was literally thinking the same thing in my head. I'm like, I don't remember that. Well, there's a tiny part of me that 
that thinks uh, does it like why did they assume that it was the same song yeah like it could be something totally different but anyway ron's response is sings a different one every year it's got to be a pretty boring life hasn't it being hat i suppose it spends all year making up the next one that's kind of sad a little bit i mean it does its job it does its job and it does it well it does its job and it does it well it's but also like, a bag of holding which is kind of neat <laughs> yeah ron's over here like all it does is that and harry's like and produce swords remember that <laughs> like, remember that the sort of gryffindor ron doesn't remember that because ron wasn't there so oh, yeah because he has yet to contribute to a fight in any way <laughs> uh he played he won the chess game and was taken out in the first book yeah Okay, he fine. he you're, like you're made right. a sacrifice right. that could have killed him in, as right. a first year. He got hit real check, hard. Check your your contempt there, buddy. <laughs> check your contempt. Get it? Because it was Jess. <laughs> Checkmate. Anyway, so yeah. what was your favorite quote? <laughs> Mine was just a couple pages before. Um, you also really really liked this. Quote. It was my first favorite quote, but then I found another one, so we're good. Yeah, thanks for doing that because this is a very good quote. It is on page one seventy six. Uh and this when we uh, get to meet Colin's little brother, or at least see him for the first time. Not it's, so much it meet. feels like a meeting. It feels like his personality is very evident. Yeah, we get to know a lot about this kid <laughs> real quick. So I'll read a little bit leading up to that. Um, let's see. I, I'd love to read the whole paragraph. I was totally paragraph. planning on reading the whole paragraph. <laughs> Starting at the top of the page? Uh, oh. Not at the top, but like... Okay, well, I'll start here. They're coming in. They're drenched. Uh and little uh, Colin Creevy's Dennis and yeah. little Dennis Creevy is wrapped up in Hagrid's coat. So uh, the coat was so big for him that it looked as though he were draped in a furry black circus tent. His small face protruded from over the collar, looking almost painfully excited. When he had lined up with his terrified-looking peers, he caught Colin Creevy's eye, giving gave a double thumbs up, and mouthed, "I fell in the lake." He looked positively delighted about it. <laughs> this kid, he's stolen my heart. <laughs> I like him so much more than his brother already. So that it's, makes me happy. That's the power of knowledge. The kid knew what he was getting into. And so rather than Colin, who's like, what is that? What is that? What is that? What Take is a that? picture. Like, yeah. we, might, we might learn otherwise. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. Oh, boy. I hope he's just not a like little annoying little Pokemon thing that just <laughs> pops up when you don't expect it, and you just kind of have to deal with it. And you're like, Ugh. what? What two animals is is Dennis Creevy <laughs> to uh, make the Creevy Pokemon? Boy, um, proud of himself over nothing. Um, boy, I don't know this character well I enough. Like this he's is... like a flying squirrel and Colin Creevy combined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, he's a sugar glider and. Uh, something else anyway good stuff hummingbird. so yeah yeah there you go sugar glider and a hummingbird lots of energy <laughs> <laughs> so that's that chapter 12 um are we sticking with two more chapters are we doing 13 and 14 next time i believe it's still two let me double check well while she double checks let me take this opportunity to tell you about how to reach out to us and tell us uh, what you thought about the chapters. Maybe uh, if you haven't yet, now would be the time to take the Sorting Hat Challenge on uh, Pottermore. Now's the time. We're talking about it in the book. If you haven't done it, you got to go get it. You got to figure out if you're in Puff Nation, uh, Puff Puff Pass Nation, <laughs> or if you're in Griffin Boars because you're boring. Uh, yeah, and when you find out, you can tweet us at WordstruckPod. Uh, you can also email us. At, at you don't use the app for everything. I'm, I'm just gonna watch him and see if he remembers all of our social media. Wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com. Nice work. And then on Instagram, we're at wordstruckpodcast. Nope. Nope. That's the other one. What, at wordstruckpod. At wordstruckpod on Instagram as well. Um, and you yeah. can find us on Facebook too. We are on Facebook. It's true. I'm there. I check it. Uh, so. So next chapter, we'll read chapters 13. Next episode, we'll read chapters 13 and 14. And the one after that is 15 and 16. So we're in we're in two chapter episodes for a couple more. Sweet. Well, that's great. Uh, 
thank you guys so much for listening. This has been really fun. Uh, I I have a good feeling about this book. We're getting there. We're getting yeah? some momentum. Yeah, we're that getting. That makes me so happy. It's picking up speed. No Quidditch. No. <laughs> No Quidditch. The cherry on top, Clark. It is. It's great. <laughs> so, um, thanks. Any closing words? Any uh Um, tuck in, I think is what Dumbledore said. <laughs> yeah. Which do you know what that's uh Oh, it's it's a that's a Britishism. It's it's uh dig in. Dig in. It's, it's like eating when you're when you're sitting down oh, to eat food. Oh, okay. Rather than dig in. Tuck I in. It, I thought it was like dig in your heels because we're about to go okay dig no, in like chow down Tuck have in. at it huh, that's Tuck great in. oh dumbledore that's great you food driven fellow <laughs> all right well thanks again everybody have a wonderful night and we will catch you next episode bye, bye.